We're coming out! Guns blazing! All systems go, Michael. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. Pet Cemetery. Now I'm going to play with you. Welcome to the channel, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, we have Killian and Coriander and our special guest. We've got Eric from Hey Internet. Eric here. How's everyone doing? Good, good. good. I'm you? glad to be here. My pleasure. Yeah, we've been, we've been waiting to try to get, the, to get this thing going. It's, it's great to have you on, man. It's like we were waiting for the right time, and uh, here we go. Yep. <laughs> All right. No time cool. like the present, man. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's usually that's usually how it works. <laughs> yep. We're just trying to fit in through schedules. <laughs> All right. Uh real quick, we'll see who we got uh in the in the chat here. <laughs> we got a triple feature that says I'm pre-gaming. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> nice. Uh and we also have Beth. We have Beth, Red Run Records, saying, hey, y'all. Hi. How's it going? How's it going? <laughs> uh, let's see. Triple Future says, I feel like this review hasn't lived up to the hype so far. Ben Grimm. Ben Grimm's in the house. He's saying, I'm so hyped to talk about the end of the remake. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Um, we got Max in the chat saying, "What's up, people? What's up? What's Hello. up? How you doing?" Yeah, uh, and we also have Seven Up. Seven Up's back in the chat saying, "I made it finally, just off of work. I'm on the road to the house." Oh wow, nice. man! Be careful! Be careful! Uh, we got Ethel. Ethel's in the house saying, "Howdy, all! What's going on? What's hey. going on?" And we got Jason. Jason's in the chat saying, "Good evening, all! What's going on? What's going on?" Okay, uh, so. Tonight, what we're going to do, it, it's kind of, it kind of worked out really great because it's like we're continuing our Stephen King uh, theme. Uh, it just kind of worked out this way. But um, Eric wanted to be on with us. We wanted him on. And this was a movie that he said he wanted to talk about. And it worked out really good that it's right after our ranking um, from last night. Yeah. So real quick, before we start proper... Uh, just to give other folks folks another minute maybe to come into the chat if they choose to do so. Just give me a quick take on what what this movie, what it means to you. Okay. And we'll just we'll start with you, Eric, and then we'll go to Killian and then Coriander. Just a quick take on what this movie means to you. Uh well, um I guess we'll, the shortest way to say it is this has been my favorite horror movie for as long as I could remember. And the reason why is I've always been a fan of that that short story, The Monkey's Paw, where you, you a man's given you know a, a deity or something, and he he gets a wish granted, but something bad comes from it, and then it snowballs mm -hmm. from there. And then add that to just like the sense of dread and everything that's added to this, and then 
again, we'll get into it now, since becoming a father, this movie really has hit home a lot with some of the choices that are made in it. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. I hear you, man. Okay, Kill, what about you? Um, I, I love the the monkey monkey's paw analogy here because I, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, right. yeah, this movie this movie is about tragedy and loss and and just how far you're willing to go to get back a loved one, you know, to 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 repair things. And the more you try to fix things, the worse you make it. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, and you know, just just not listening to spirits that try to guide you the other the, to the, to do the right thing, man. You know, listen to your neighbors, <laughs> listen to your spirits, and listen listen right. to little kids. Little kids, they have some sort of senses. Listen <laughs> yeah, to li- especially do. especially especially cute little girls that say, "Hey, okay. I had a dream," <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Uh, what about you, Coriander? <laughs> well, Killian said it all, man. Sorry. <laughs> no. That's why I say quick take, guys. <laughs> what, 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 what do you think of this movie? I mean, obviously, you, you yeah, enjoyed the movie more. It's, a, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie, you know, and it mm-hmm. definitely is about loss and how far you, you take it. And yeah. Having kids myself, yeah, it, it definitely certain scenes give you chills. So, yeah. Right, right. It's, right. it's a good one. Uh, it is. Uh, real quick, uh, we also got Mac. Mac in the chat saying salute to the chat <laughs> and the panel. And and by the way, for those who were here last night, Mac had never seen, he won't mind me telling this story, he had never seen Misery. <laughs> and he saw it today and he, he messaged oh. me and he said it was awesome nice. and he's ready to, oh, he's ready nice. to do a review on it so yeah he said i understand why you guys <laughs> praised it so much so very good good going Mac. good, good going, stuff Mac. yeah um, the podcast by Mata says hello eric hi joe <laughs> welcome <laughs> nice nice uh and before we start uh proper i'll just say for me this movie again it's just it's tragedy it's tragedy yeah. upon tragedy upon tragedy and it has real heart to the story. And even though I've seen it many, many, many times, rewatching it for tonight's episode, it was still hitting me, man. And I think that's one of the hallmarks and some of the best things about Stephen King's uh, work is that, and we talked about this a little bit last night, it's about the human component and the good of it and also the evil of it. So. It's a great movie. So anyways, we're going to get ready to get started, finish setting up for a quick minute. So for you guys in the chat, for you guys watching the replay, sit back, relax. You know what time it is. The soil of a man's heart is stonier, Lewis. Man grows what he can, and he tends it. Because what you buy is what you own. And what you own always comes home to you. I'm a man of my word.
Okay. All right. So let's get to it. All right. So we're talking about Pet Cemetery from 1989. Stephen King uh, wrote the screenplay, uh, which was which was pretty cool, and he he did a lot to help with the production of it. Um, so I'll start with you, Eric, since you're our guest. Um, any opening thoughts about it, or any high points of the story that you wanted to touch upon? Um, well, I guess what I like is we, we talked about like the human aspect of what's in this. What I really dig is this is this was the novel was known as the the novel Stephen King was too afraid to publish, and mm. the reason why he the the material was dark and personal. Um, he put it in a filing cabinet and the only reason why he published it is because he had to end a contract and he needed one more book to publish so he just published it and that there it went but what i what i really like about that story that he always tells is the reason why i say it's personal is he lived somewhere in maine and there was a pet cemetery behind his home and it was Mm -hmm. due to the trucks in the road um we'll get to it maybe like there's the scene after the cat is killed and um, that happened to his daughter, Naomi. And that whole conversation that Lewis has with his daughter about, um, you know, it's my cat. If God wants his own, God can get his own cat. That was an exact conversation King had with his daughter. And the whole Gage thing came out of a situation where he had his young son, Joe was running towards traffic. And he always thought he's like, what if I missed him? And it's right. just all that components that it just makes makes me love and hate, you know, that, that everything much more once you find out like the backstory but behind it. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. No, I did. <laughs> I definitely understand that. It's pretty. I mean, a lot of people, you know, when they think of this movie, they really talk about how dark th- this movie is. And and I got to mm-hmm. admit, I was saying this to Coriander. Uh, rewatching it and, and it kind of hit me a little bit more because you know when you review stuff you look at things a little bit differently too but I was like man there is a lot of dark material mm-hmm. in, in this movie it really really is you know I mean there's not tons of blood and gl- gore and all that type of stuff uh, but it everything is, is really dark so um, Kill I'll, I'll throw it over to you um, any high points that you wanted to touch upon or any story points because it starts um, well, out so nice and serene, you know, it really, yes. really does. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, you know, it's like the new family. They're they're moving into the home. You, your next door neighbor is nice. He's welcoming. You know, he's happy that oh, that house is that house has been vacant for too long. Glad you're here. You know, and <laughs> right. and, and 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 man, it's like perfect family, wife, husband, the kids. But yeah, but Stephen is such a master at just showing you something very normal, very sweet, Mm -hmm. and then slowly just tearing it away and then just revealing what's underneath. Um, Right. And, you know, you know, you you and Eric, you both were talking about like how dark this material is. And in my opinion, um, you know, I'm not a father. I mean, I I have two, I have two puppies, but (laughs) Anytime there's a movie or a book with the subject matter of like child loss, you know, mm-hmm. the death, the death of a child, you know, that is so just dark and it, it, it rips at the heartstrings, you know, because right. no, no parent wants to see their kid 
pass on before them. You know, it's just right. and and that wrapped in this whole story of loss is is in my opinion what makes it such such a gripping tale because you never know what lengths you might go to if you were put mm-hmm. in that predicament of you know the monkey's right. paw. You know, right, right, well right, right, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and we got uh, Biffer; he's in the chat too, saying, "Hey guys," hey. and we also have Stephen. In the chat saying, Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on? Nice to have you here. Hi. Nice to have you. Um, so I'll, I'll throw it over to you, Coriander. Uh what what about you? Any any uh opening thoughts or high points of the movie or any particular scenes that uh strike you? Yeah. I, that gauge, I just gotta tell you, that kid is so damn cute. And right. it's <laughs> it's so sad, yeah, what you have to go through to to you know, with this kid through this movie because, yeah, it's so sad. And, right. yeah, I mean, you can feel, you know, this movie, uh, like I said, when a movie can make you feel uh, so many different things, it's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. And this movie Absolutely. had it all, honestly. Right. I mean, you laughed with them, you know, you felt bad, you cried. It was just, yeah, it was just a sad, great Absolutely. movie. And, and it kind of did have some pretty good gory scenes. I mean, when Pascal got hit mm-hmm. and you saw his brain, you know, and gushing and yeah, I mean, it, it, it it's, it's got it all. I mean, it, it's a really right. good movie. Right. Well, for me, just to kind of go over some of the, some of the uh, parts of the story, obviously many people know this story forwards and backwards, but just to kind of hit on some things uh, to me, you know, it started off, so nice and and so rosy and you know Stephen King really knows how to get you comfortable with with characters you know and this is a family and they're moving to a new place and so you know I mean who can't relate to that so you're already comfortable in a way you know at least I was as a viewer Mm -hmm. and you know it's a beautiful place um by the way you know it was in his contract that the film had to be shot in maine um you know he made sure that 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 was you know part of the stipulation because usually you know uh, the studios want to shoot in the cheapest place possible and try to fabricate you know what he or what other you know um, creators have in their original visions but um shot in maine looks beautiful they moved to a new place and then of course they have this neighbor and like, he's the, he's the coolest neighbor you could have. I mean, shout out to, to Fred Gwynn mm-hmm. who, yeah. to me. And I think I said this last night, but I'm going to say it again. He was like the glue, you know, t- to me, he was like the glue of this story. He, every yeah. time he was in a scene, even when I first saw this as a little kid and, and Killian, you remember this. He always caught my attention, and not just because he was Herman Munster, you know what I mean, but <laughs> but because he has a certain charisma to him. He has a certain gravitas when he talks. He's the type of guy when he talks, you listen because mm-hmm. he just sounds like he knows shit, yeah. and, and of course he does <laughs> in the yeah. movie. Um, so you meet him, and as the viewer. You, you're even more comfortable because you're like, well, here's a neighbor. He's going to help them. He's going to, you know, look after them. And, and obviously he was introduced saving Gage, which was cool, yeah. was, you know, heroic and so forth. Um, so in the beginning is super rosy. So, Eric, I'll, I'll throw it over to you. When we talk about moments in the movie, 
you're feeling comfortable. How did you feel going from there, especially once he starts to talk about the history of obviously the pet cemetery and so forth? Well, you, you really hit the, the nail on the head with Fred Gwynn. I remember watching mm. one of the, the bonus features. We're talking to, to Mary Lambert, the director. And mm. honestly, for the longest time, Fred Gwynn got tired of being known as you know Herman Munster. And mm. he got this role and something so different. He said it was like putting on that pair of overalls, you know, it was long overdue. It was something new and fresh. <laughs> and right. you're right about him being like the glue because my favorite thing, my, my favorite thing about Judd, you know, is his relationship with Lewis. You know, you get this mm. father-son bond type of thing. Like, my favorite scene, one of my favorite scenes is when Lewis is bored, and he walks over, and, like, he's judge, judge a man's man. He's sitting on his porch. He's smoking a cigarette. He's drinking his Budweiser. He says, hey, come on up and have a beer. You need a glass? Mm-hmm. No. Good for you. You know, that type of yeah. stuff. So he's this friendly old man. And then, right. like you said, you know, Stephen King, he, he you fall in love with these characters, so then when mm-hmm. they're put through hell, you're put through hell. And mm-hmm. when, when Fred tells all these stories, he's got that perfect, like, deep, booming, like, narration voice. So it works yes. with all these flashbacks. And you can just tell just in the tone of his voice, he's like, okay, when he's talking about, okay, you know, I, I buried my dog there. He came back bad, but it was okay. You can tell he's not telling 100% of the story. And then it just, like I said, it, it snowballs from then and there when he tells yeah. other stories and, you know, the, the guilt comes out and, and so on and so forth. It's like, yeah, Judd's seen some shit and then he, there's still some stuff that he's seen that he hasn't told Lewis and never will, obviously, because of the way the movie goes. But I'm sure there's a lot more that's happened that Judd's been involved in that we right. know of. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's a good point because, you know, when he told the story about uh, 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 Timmy B- uh, Baderman, mm-hmm. you know, he talked about how he said, me and a couple of fellas, we talked it out and then we, we went to handle it, you know? So that tells me that, you know, there was that sense of, like you said, he's seen some stuff that included. And uh, yeah, he, he was great. Um, real quick in the chat, before I get to you, uh, Kill, uh, Beth had an interesting comment. Uh, she says, the reason this film works is because it was scary for us as kids because of the imagery, characters, and as adults, we, we have probably all experienced loss in some way. So scary on another level. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that, that is so true. So true. Um, and Mac is saying uh, that uh, this movie will always creep him out and appreciates the shout out. Yeah, it's, it is still creepy. It really, really is. Yeah. Um, Jason says, uh, Gwen turned in far and away the best acting performance in the film. It wasn't even close. Yeah, he just he just had this this way about him. It, it, it was really it, it was it was a master class. It really was. Um, and Jason says it would have been classic if Judd referred to Gage and Ellie <laughs> as the two youths. <laughs> 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 and we got John Steele. We got John uh, Steele in the chat saying, if y'all ever do the Warriors, you know how to reach me. <laughs> Can you dig it? I want to nice. do the Warriors. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, we definitely got that on the on the list uh, for some point. So, Kill, I'll, I'll throw it over to you. How about you um, as the story's uh, forming at this point? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I guess part of, part of it... I, I, they they know the pet cemetery is back there, 
and Judd mm-hmm. kind of, you know, takes them down there and, and you know, with the, the little girl and then mom and, and mom, mom is kind of like, all right, I, 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 this neighbor's really cool, but should he be showing this to us? Like, you mm-hmm. know, because it's kind mm-hmm. of, you know, and, and he didn't do it on purpose, but it's kind of that temptation of right. now you have the, the, the knowledge of this place. And then right, sort right. of like what Eric says, more knowledge is gained when he's like, you know, drinking that beer with him. And and it's mm-hmm. like it's slowly unraveling a little bit because even Judd later in the movie, and I hope I'm not getting ahead of myself, he kind of blames himself. He said, right. I exposed you to the cemetery as an entity. Mm-hmm. I exposed mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. family to it. And because of right. that then the cemetery, you know, wanted its pound of flesh or whatever, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But Fred Gwynn is like that granddad you want. He's like that buddy you want. He's mm-hmm. like that coworker, right. the perfect neighbor. You sit down, have a beer. Tell me about this mm-hmm. place. And yeah, I, I, his acting, in my opinion, was far, you know, the best acting in the, in the movie. Um, and that's, mm-hmm. you know, nothing against the other actors, but he just, right. every scene he was in, he just commanded it so much. And, uh, you know, and once again, I hope I'm not getting ahead of myself, but he has so much information and so much knowledge. The mm-hmm. one scene where he's talking um, to the husband and he's just looking at him and he's like, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. You are not the first man to think that. Don't do that. That, that that right do, do not do not do not do what you're thinking <laughs> you know and i'm like ooh, man he he's like always one step ahead and it's like man i, I he fred gwynn i my hat i take my hat off to you because like i honestly mm-hmm. it's been a while since i've seen the original and i mm-hmm. forgot just how great his performance was and every scene Good he point. was in i was like yeah man i'm loving this so yeah. right <laughs> yeah yeah he, he he was amazing uh, how about you, Coriander? How about, um, you know, what were you thinking of the story at this point or as it was forming or whatever? Yeah, you know, I thought I thought it was pretty smart, you know, for him to take this family to this pet cemetery because it's just showing them, too, that, you know, and it showed you in the beginning, you know, your kid almost got hit. You guys have a mm-hmm. cat. It's an outdoor cat, you know, and again, it's just like he said, his his wife isn't she doesn't like to talk about death because of her sister and all that. And, mm-hmm. and it's like her, her daughter, it's like she eventually will need to experience some form of death. So I thought it was right nice that he, he did what he did. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think he was definitely coming from, from a, from a good place. You know, yeah. he was, he was trying to um, put it in a positive light, which, which yeah. I truly think he, he did see the positiveness of it because like he said, you know, it was a place to remember, you know, those, those dead pets. And he was trying to put yeah. Ellie, um, the daughter, put her at ease. And also yeah. it was a way to just kind of welcome the family to, I mean, some, a place that was right there near the house and to, to kind of let yeah. them know what was going you know, on, or at least let the them know some mm-hmm. of what went on. Yeah. Can, I, can, I, can I add one thing is like what, what, what Killian was talking about, and like you had the perfect still of of Judd Fred Gwynn looking off into the distance to to the cemetery. The way mm-hmm. Fred acts, you know, he's staring off, and they're like, "Hey, you know, there's a path, you know, down behind the house." He's like, "Yeah, it's a good path. There's a story that goes along to it, you know, good story." But the way he says it, he's like, "Oh, great, 
this stuff starting to, is, is going to happen all again. And then he quickly says, mm-hmm. I'll tell you after you're all settled in and, you know, all happy go lucky again. But he's got that, that sense in his back, in the back of his mind. He's like, not again type of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just more yeah. compliments to just, not just his, his, his voice and his acting, but just his body language. Like you know, the way he was peering off into the distance to that path, he knew trouble mm-hmm. was up and he, he was probably going to do his best to, you know, not let anything come to it, but he knew there was a slight chance. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. He, he definitely had like a, like a haunted type of vibe to him. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and, and, you know, again, you know, actors, some actors are really good at projecting those types of things. And, and some aren't, um, he was very good at it because you could just tell like the first time you you ever saw it, and if you didn't read the book, you could just tell a lot just by, like you said, Eric, by his physical movement, his eyes, the way he looked. And um, it, like I said, man, I, you know, of course, I was too young when I first saw it to kind of think about it like an adult. But I'm glad that he was able to do something like this that was for him different. And it really showed, um, you know, his talent and, and, and it. Like I said, it's still so effective. Um, what was interesting about about it to me, and you know, we'll we'll start to get into the part where um, you know, with 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 church, and and then obviously with Gage. But this movie, it, as far as I know, most people I know, and 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 most horror fans really like this movie. You know, it's thought of very very well. It did it did okay at the box office. You know, it didn't you know break any records but it did well enough and it's had a lasting legacy that being said there are a lot of critics that didn't like it and and i was actually shocked when i was you know just kind of doing a little bit of reading and stuff uh leonard malton gave it his lowest score on his list of movies that he rated um and I think it was Siskel. Siskel had given it zero out of four stars, and he called it "quote unquote" sickening. And I was like, "Damn, man, they're treating it like one of the slasher movies." You know, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have any love for for slasher movies, right? But um, they really didn't like Pet <laughs> Cemetery. It does have, I think, it's like a fifty-six percent Rotten Tomato score. Which, again, Rotten Tomato score, you can, you know, whatever you want to think is whatever you want to think. But I just always think it's interesting to hear what people are saying about it um but i'll throw it to you eric i mean what do you what do you think about that did you know that it was it was that disliked by by most critics um as i got older, i didn't know that as i got older i did because i've said mm-hmm. this is like this is my favorite horror movie of all time so you want to if it's your favorite movie in any genre you want to know what other people think about it and like you said right. like just normal everyday people like you guys and me we we t- we we tend to like this type of horror, but I look mm-hmm. at it, I look at it this way: um, critics are paid to be critical. So right. a, a horror movie, even especially with someone like like Gene Siskel or even Roger Ebert or a lot of the, I guess the, the high ups, I guess you would say in that in that field, they really don't give horror movies any credit yeah. to begin with. Mm-mm. So right. it's they already have that huge mountain to climb. So mm-hmm. as disappointing as it was, it also wasn't very surprising. And that's why I tend to just listen to my peers more than listen to critics. Because like I said, they're getting paid mm-hmm. 
to to pick out the little stuff that 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 doesn't work and stuff like that. So it was shocking, but right. it didn't really bother me so much. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Uh, Ethel was was jumping on that too, saying that uh, Leonard Moulton had rated Gorgo higher than this. Whoa. <laughs> It's crazy. It really, really is. It is crazy. Uh, Jason also says that uh, horror and comedy generally don't get any respect from the so-called experts. It's true. Mm. It's true. It really mm. is true. Um, Biffer says, I respect that this film really goes for it. The film left me satisfied. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, it's 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 pretty dark. It really is yeah. dark. Um, but, you know, after... Um, Judd introduces them to the pet cemetery and, you know, everything seems, you know, pretty decent. Um, obviously, as you were talking about earlier, Coriander, we have uh, that scene with Pascal who has, um, who has the accident. And mm-hmm. um, that that was a pretty, pretty rough scene too, you know, because again, yeah. you're, you're already getting invested in the characters. You're getting invested in. Not in only Lewis. that, but he's hit by a truck. You know what I mean? So right, right. That place, right. man, it's dangerous. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I'll throw it to you, Kill, uh, just to keep going in, in in line here. What what were you thinking at that point with Pascal? And I mean, that scene that that was a pretty graphic scene. I got to admit. Um, what, what were you thinking? Yeah, I'm. I'm just like, all right, man. You know, we've seen enough horror movies. I know a harbinger when I see a harbinger <laughs> and I'm like, dude, okay. If Fred Gwynn is not enough of a harbinger for, you know, sometimes dead is better. You know, <laughs> this dude has harbinger written on his forehead. Like, Hey, literally. I'm here. Yeah. No, literally. I'm, literally. <laughs> I'm here for a reason, dude. Like I want to be resting in peace, but they sent me here to kind of try to let you know what's coming down the pipe. And, you know, it's like, please listen you know but once again you know we're all like you know kind of sitting on the sideline we're we're not him we're not dealing with the loss that comes down the pipeline and his psyche because Mm. his his character you know goes through so many levels of emotion in this movie and it's all in a very short duration of time in you know in the movie and it's like right. one thing after another after another. And he's like, look, you know, th- these are my options. Do nothing or I take a stroll down down that road over there. <laughs> so, mm. Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ethel says, it's how we drive in Maine. It's bad, guys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Too funny. Uh, and, uh, Not where I live, sense. I got to tell you. <laughs> I don't know what part <laughs> of Maine you are in, but damn. <laughs> Beth says, "I've always loved uh, the look of this film. Yeah, it does have a really, a really good look to it. Oh, and look what we have here, Frenzy's in the Oh, uh, Frenzy's here. <laughs> All right, <laughs> your other half, man. Lewis <laughs> uh, uh, should have just built a fence. Stupid movie, zero stars. <laughs> oh, He's I agree trolling. with the fence thing. <laughs> fence for the kids." <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So coriander. Um, so okay. Let's let's get to. Um, obviously, we we saw what happened with church. We kind of knew that that was going to happen because you know Judd even yeah. foreshadowed. I mean, a lot of things were foreshadowed. But yeah, they were. Um, 
when they were going into the cemetery and Judd was was leading Lewis, uh, first of all, I thought it was it was fantastic. The cinematography, the setting, obviously mm-hmm. you're in nature and, and how everything was just filmed. It was great. What what were you thinking about in, in that scene? You know, he he shouldn't have showed him that area, you know, because he knows <laughs> what's going to happen. I mean, he's experienced shit. So yep. I think that's where he really <laughs> fucked up, you know? That's where he really just... Mm. But, I, <laughs> but it, it was it was quite, you know, the cinematography, it was really good. You know, right. and no, it was. Yeah, I mean, it was what a can creepy you say? scene. Yeah, you fuck with native burial ground, especially if it's gone bad, you're screwed. So, yeah, just yep. yeah, just just like in Poltergeist too, right? So, uh, it's exactly but, right, exactly right. But yeah, you know, it's creepy out there. It's dark, and 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 you know, and of course, Judge is throwing out the little pearls of of, of knowledge, and you know. Each buries his own and this and that. And I'm just like, oh, this is not, this is not going to end up good. Uh, I'll, I'll throw it to you, Eric. What did, what did you think about that scene? Uh, it was, it was just so damn effective, you know? Yeah. Well, you, you put it right there with that image with, with church getting pulled off, you know, out of the frost. And so yeah. there's, there's, there's a red flag. Number one, that this journey between these two men is not going to end well. And the thing yeah. is, you know, Gillian said, you know, uh, Judd's kind of like a harbinger of doom. Like he's basically the crazy Ralph. You know what I mean? He all he needs is the bite. Second. Yes. <laughs> but the, here's but the thing is, like he 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 thinks he's doing good for Ellie, the daughter, but he knows yeah. he's not because there's a scene when they're, I think it's like right before Lewis starts digging when they're in the, the actual burial ground, and he says, uh, "Why are we doing this, Judd?" And he could have said something. He just like like that old generation. He he literally says, "I have my reasons." And that's it. Yeah. So you know where this is gonna go, dude. But he's still, he's he's got the 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 claws of the the burial ground are already in him, and it's just it's going down that dead end. That no no pun intended. That dead end where it's gonna where everything's <laughs> gonna go to hell. Like right, he, he knew where right, this was absolutely. going. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Well, you know, I and, and I'll, I'll I'll put it to you, Kill, in a second, but. I, I thought that too, because I was like, at that point, it's like, you know, Judd could have kind of spilled all the beans and then, you know, just kind of taken things a little bit slower and let's talk this thing out and let's talk about, the, let's talk about the pros and the cons <laughs> to doing this. Right? Oh my God. <laughs> there is some cons, but, um, but yeah, and you know, it didn't go well. And obviously church was not church. And when it, when we get to the scene, obviously we're going to talk about the scene. Um, to me, and again rewatching it, it was so gut wrenching. You know, they're just sitting there outside having a little picnic. We've always we've all been down that road, and uh, Gage is so damn cute. You know, he just wants to fly a damn kite, yeah, and, yeah. and everything's everything's great. Man, I'll throw it to you, Kill. That scene, it's still it's still gut-wrenching to me all these years later, but I'll, I'll throw it to you. I mean, you know, 
what can I say? I mean, it, it's tragic. It's sad. Right. But the foreshadowing was there from the opening scene of how mm-hmm, fast right. those trucks race down right. that that road, man. And it's like they yeah. don't give a damn. And right, and the, right, and the right. thing is, you know, Judd knows it. He's like, yeah, these these trucks, they're crazy. They they just race down this road like nothing, huh? You know, and it's like, all right, yeah, but let's get that fence up, dog. Let's get the fence, <laughs> you know. And 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 granted, they weren't there long enough to put up the fence. I get it, I get it. But man, the foreshadowing was there. And 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 just the one thing I'll I'll say, just to kind of piggyback on something we were just talking about, Judd. You know, yeah, he f- feels he needs to show them what's down that path and what that is. Yeah. Okay, because they'll find out anyway. But you don't have to go deeper into, hey, you know, if you if you bury something, what's yours is your property, and it's going to come back. Like, how about you don't say that part? How about you just say, hey, there's this, you know, kids had this this little, you know, cemetery back here because all these crazy trucks come through and Fido's there and little Ben and everything like that. The end. Yeah. So. God forbid if your cat dies, you can bury your cat back here and, and your little girl can mourn. Let's go back and have a beer. You know, yeah, right, the, right, right. the end credits the roll. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. you know, now, you know, because because now, Judd, you're, you're part of this. You're involved. You, mm-hmm. You've yeah. done more yeah. than just be a harbinger. Now you're you're implicit mm-hmm. in it. And it's like, dude. So, yeah. Oh. Yes, right. yes. That's right. that's how Ooh. I feel right now. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how about you, Coriander? That scene, I know that was rough for you. Um, what, what were you thinking? And and Dale uh, Midkiff, who played Lewis, man, I thought he <clears throat> he really there was some some emotion in that mm-hmm. in that scene. To me, you know, it was you just know, like, wow, dude, that's like the worst thing yeah. a parent could go through. I know, as a mom of you know two kids. When they're walking, you don't take your eyes off them for more than a couple minutes. And I mean, these people, you know, he's turning around, oh, talking to the family at the picnic table, and you got little mm-hmm. Gage running out. You know, it's like, I don't know, he, they should have been paying more attention, and that wouldn't have happened. You know, right, right. And it yeah. was, it yeah, it gave me chills because it was to, rough. To, it really was. Imagine anything like that. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Right. So, yeah. Um, maybe, maybe, in, maybe, in have the, the, maybe have the picnic in the backyard. How about that? <laughs> Further away from yeah. the road. You know, the kids should have a leash. They actually do make, like, leashes for kids. If that yeah, kid's going to keep yeah. doing that to you, put them on a leash. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Beth says, I think because of what he went through as a boy with his own dog, the burial ground had poisoned him. That is so funny you say that because I was thinking the same thing. It had poisoned him. So to some degree, maybe he couldn't help it, at least along with the book narrative. I was going to say that, too, you know, because mm-hmm. it's almost like the burial ground has a hold, yes. you know, over them, you know, and, and, and it's like a little a little touch of this, a little touch of that. Um, and Beth says, great judge impersonation, Killian. <laughs> oh, why, why, thank you. Thank you. I try my best. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, no, that's a great point because that's that's what I was getting out of it as well, is that it did have a hold over people. And obviously, Judd being there for so long and, and being a part of a couple different uh, burials. And like you said, Eric, maybe some more stuff that we don't really know because mm-hmm. he's lived there for a long time, his whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
you know, we'll, we'll cut, we'll cut, kind of cut to the chase a little bit here. And obviously um, he decides to do it. We all knew he was going to do it. And um, geez, man, that scene was really rough. But one thing I wanted to throw out there was, and obviously based on the book, the book was, was even more gross, man. Uh, the whole idea when, when he was um, getting gauge, I mean, when, when he took him out, I mean, you know, of course, being on page, it's, it's so different, but you know, he was vomiting and he couldn't stand the smell and the mm-hmm. description of his son. And it was oh, wow. tons more graphic um, than the movie. And, and obviously the movie is graphic enough. I mean, even as a little kid, when I saw this, I was just horrified by the thought that a father would do that to his son. You know, it was, it was really damn scary. So I'll, I'll throw it out to you, Eric. What about, um, you know, obviously Gage comes back. We have uh, the whole scene with, with our favorite uh, sister Zelda and all that type of thing. <laughs> so what, what, <laughs> what, what else sticks out to you? Shout out to Zelda. <laughs> well, um, let's just, we'll rewind just a little bit. Cause I, I, I want to talk about that, the, the, the scene that we're all talking about. The reason why I think mm-hmm. it, it's so impactful is not just because it's a, a two-year-old, two or three-year-old, however old he is, getting hit by a Mack yeah. truck. What it is is the way Mary Lambert films it. And, you know, she came from Madonna. You know, she did like a prayer and she did like a virgin. She directed all that stuff. But it's the way she yeah. films it is we have Lewis, you know, doing a 50-yard dash and even Judge running, the, you know, 78 years old, however old he is, he's running after him. Everyone's screaming. Right. Then we have that camera shot of the truck going up over the camera and then the camera zooming into the young actor. And then we just hear this, this noise and you see that, that damn tennis shoe. Yeah. And what really makes it impactful to me, and this is me as a father now is I'm not a big fan of the, the action movie cliche of, you know, yell into the heavens type of thing. But when Dale Midkiff does it, his, his scream is so painful and it's ongoing, yes. intercut with baby pictures of Gage. Yeah. And that's what I think really makes it an even more sad scene. The funeral, where there's the fist fight and the, the casket is knocked over. So yeah. his arm comes out of that. I mean, you know, yep. it's just these yeah. little things that Mary Lambert captures on film. And then what's really great is, again, with like the body languages. Lewis is digging, and then boom, he hits the casket, and he gives that you that 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 little shit-eating grin. He's like, "I'm finally there," and he yeah. so you can tell he's kind of losing his mind already. And then he, mm-hmm. he's holding his 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 son yeah. in his hands. He's talking to him. It's just so good in a morbid type of way, if that makes any type of sense. Right. It's just. And then when he finally comes back, and we don't see Gage. All we do is we just see the little dirty feet. Walking in, mm-hmm. getting the scalpel, the little hands, and then he leaves. And that's it. We don't know what's going on. And it's right. just this anticipation that's going to happen with him. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was, and that was really well done doing it that way because you're just your mind is going in so many different places. You know, I still yeah. remember wondering, oh my gosh. And 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 it was they kinda 
or I should say Mary Lambert held it. Like you said, you didn't see him. You just saw, you know, the hand, you saw the, the, the footprints and all, and all that type of stuff. It was really, really effective. Um, how, how about you, Kill? How, how was all that for you, that scene? And obviously the reveal. I, I mean, you know, whether it's church or, or evil gauge, nah, man, like, <laughs> no, 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 Some, something's up here. Gage is using phones saying he's going to play with you later. And, and right. Gage, Gage has superhuman strength to hoist people up for things. And I, 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 you know, I, I, I agree with Eric, the way that the, the, the funeral and, and the incident, everything was shot so well, and it was given such mm-hmm. respect, you know, in, in terms of mm-hmm. how it was filmed. And yeah, you know, just when he comes back, you know, yeah. it, it, it's that realization of, oh, man, like, it worked, but oh, man, it worked, you know, right. and, and, right. and the actor conveys that very well, like, yes, because he's still unsure unlike the end you mm-hmm. know i hope i'm not jumping ahead of myself mm-hmm. at the end he's just like yes yeah this is the perfect thing but right. this one he's like yeah but oh yeah mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. because he still has a little bit mm-hmm. of you know he hasn't gone in to- totally crazy yet yeah because right. um, right. um, oh, go he, for it. oh i'm sorry it's just no, it no. made me think of when he's saying he he's he's still got that hope because he, he's like well, if he just comes back like Timmy Baderman did, like Judge says, I'll just take care of it. But there's still that chance mm-hmm. that he won't, you know. So right, yeah, well said. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, real quick too, in in the chat, um, Jason says uh, Zelda's scarier than anything that ever clawed its way out of the Big Bang burial ground. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was and. Yeah. Uh, Beth says, I just listened to the audio book narrated by Michael C. Hall. I can't recommend it enough. He does such a great job with the story, voices, and the emotion. That's, well, that's nice. awesome. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I would like to check that out. I was just saying to you, Corianna, it definitely makes me want to go back and, and revisit the book and other things. You yeah. know, I've never read um, the book, so I oh, totally great. want to now. Yeah, I it, it's, it's, yep. it's gonna It'll be a tough read since you said you're a parent because it's a lot worse. <sighs> In the book, that's right. what makes that's... me want to read it even more. Yeah, because so. I want to know what it re- what it's really like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ethel says, if the cemetery is like the Overlook Hotel, it got into his head. Maybe it gets into the trucker's head too. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a good point because obviously we saw, and, and again, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Well, I am jumping ahead, but you know, at the end when Pascal was saying to uh, Rachel it doesn't want you to get back to, to, you know, to stop him, you know, that type of thing. And um, so, yeah, it obviously has an influence that reaches out. Um, Beth says the shoe, that image had me bawling. Yeah, I know, man. It was, that was such a, that, that scene was shot with such, Oh man, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, But I'll throw it to you, Coriander, as we get near the end, but, but I do want to, I do want to jump to Zelda real quick. Because I know that was a thing for you as well. What What do you think of Zelda? <laughs> as a kid, that, that when scene, I saw I'm going to say that scene yeah. scared the crap out of me so bad as a kid. Exactly. Still, I mean, this that's she really creeped me out. Out of everything in this movie, Zelda freaking creeped me out hard. Yeah, I couldn't imagine mm-hmm. taking care of someone like that. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it would, mm-hmm. and let alone at the age that, you know, I can't even think of what her name is. What the hell was the wife's name? Rachel. Rachel. Yeah, yeah Rachel. Rachel. The sister. Yeah, I couldn't even. Yeah, I mean, look at that. Rachel. No, thank you. No, <laughs> I know. Screw that. I tell my parents, no way. You go feed her the food. I'm not. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I mentioned. I mentioned in last night's video. I said that's why. That's my wife's name is Rachel, and that's why she will not watch this movie. She watched it the one time, yeah. and she says, "No, if if she's awake, I cannot watch the movie in this house." And you could totally see why. And it just again, yeah, the, the we talked about the practical effects on like Pascal, the practical effects on Zelda. I mean, is just insane. The the it's a it's a man under all that because she Mary exactly. Lambert wanted the character to already look even more off, so they got a really thin right. man and put I a wig on that. him, and it's just. It just adds to how yeah. creepy and scary she is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely want it. And it, but originally, I guess um, the studio wanted a, a woman. And, mm-hmm. and like you said, uh, Mary Lambert made that decision, and um, which I thought was fantastic because it worked. I mean, yeah. I didn't even was, know that was that was a man. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, in, in the comments, uh, Jason has said, I've got four kids and rereading Pet Cemetery after they were born was a lot more difficult. Mm. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Beth is agreeing with that, uh, saying, having just finished it for the first time since being a parent, it was so hard to shake. Yeah, man. You know, and, 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 and you know, again, Stephen King, he, he, he thought it was it was a scary um a scary book too, you know, as he was writing it. But what's interesting too, another thing that was funny is the studio at the time wasn't hot about doing it as a movie. He originally, uh, the rights had been sold to George Romero to, mm-hmm. to direct it. Um, and I think it was for like $10,000 because Stephen King didn't take any offers from a lot of other people. But then George, Mar- George Romero got uh, busy with Monkey Shines and couldn't do it so it kind of sat for a little while and um the studio executives didn't think there was a there was a a demand for stephen king movies anymore because he had had so many adaptations you know in the the early 80s to mid 80s and this movie got made because they were going through the uh the strike Mm -hmm. and they didn't have anything that was really ready to go but this movie was because stephen king had already written the screenplay so it's kind of like it's all. I always find it interesting how the history of some of this stuff plays out. Who would have thought? I mean, obviously, as as a kid, you know, I had no idea about any of that. I just knew that Stephen King had great movies. I would have never thought that a studio exec would think, "Oh, well, there's no more demand for those movies anymore." You know, we're we're beyond that now. And, you know, and now looking back, it's like Stephen King owned the '80s and threw mm-hmm. up in the uh, early to mid 90s and you know here and there in other spots so it's just crazy to even think that that was a part of the the equation but um as we start to to finish up um evil gauge as as you as you called him kill um (laughs) the 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 scene when when he goes to judd's that that was just heartbreaking to me i'll i'll let you guys kind of jump in on that too but i felt so bad because even as a kid i really I really took to Judd's character um, yeah. and I just knew, I knew, I knew it wasn't going to end well and it mm-hmm. sure as hell didn't. What, what did you guys think of that? It was so, 
even rewatching it, I was just like, damn, man, they got to kill Judd. What's going on? You, you pick it up more as you get older and you, you know, like we're doing these, this for YouTube, so we're paying more attention to it. Mm-hmm. When Judd wakes up and he knows it, he says it himself. He says, well, you've done it now, you stupid old man. And he mm-hmm. knows he's, it's going to end for him one way or another. It's just not yeah. ending the way he wants it. And it's right. just when he, when, when, like compare it to the house, like, cause the house even starts changing, you know, yes. from when Judd walks into when Rachel walks into when Lewis walks in at the end, it's just the evil is taking over. And just yeah. that scene where, you know, we get the jump scare, you know, Judd looks at church and then we have that again, we, we don't see Gage yet. We just see the little hand with the scalpel and the Achilles tendon yeah. that makes me uh, wince yeah. every yeah. time I see that yeah. move happen. I know. Yeah. And uh it's just it's just so brutal. The and throat tear. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's that's that's so, shocking too. <laughs> yeah, it's so brutal the way it's handled again with these close up shots of not just you know, Fred, you know, gasping for air, you know, covered in blood. But we just, we see close up of his hand, like grabbing the, the rug as he's struggling. Yeah. It's just yeah. these, again, these little quick cuts that Mary Lambert just decides to throw in there that adds to the intensity. And then, and then Rachel shows up and Lewis and yeah, it's just that this last yeah. 20 minutes is just, you can't catch a breath. I don't think. No, you no. can't. It's so true. Mm-mm. It's interesting because, again, the beginning of the movie was just so nice and scenic and, you know, everything was 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 rosy. Um, And and you knew that it wasn't going to end well for Judd. You knew when Rachel got there that it wasn't going to end well uh, because she was also, you know, having the visions of Zelda and she was all, you know, messed up emotionally. Obviously, the influence of the cemetery and so forth. And uh, so you knew that was going to be bad. Kill, I'll, I'll throw it to you as we we wind down. What what were you thinking of of all those those moments there with Rachel and and obviously uh, you know what happened between her and Gage, and then oh, beyond man. that, man, uh, the Rachel one was the one that like I was like, geez, no. I mean, you know, she she's a she's the mom. She she right. loves her ba- baby boy, and you know she was right. away away visiting the the relatives, and you know she comes back, and you know or her husband is, is slowly going insane. It's 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 very Amityville horror in a way. You know, dad is really losing yep. it. You know, yeah. and she's she's still holding on to some semblance of of reality. But I mm-hmm. think for me, the worst part is what you don't see as far as what Gage does to her. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's just, it's kind of left to your imagination until, you know, uh, Lewis comes and we now know that Gage is strong enough to hoist his mom up. And, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. well, and and once again, how... Not to cut you off, but I was always wondering too, and we were talking about this, Coriander, what if, like, maybe, and I don't know why, but what what if she... I guess that doesn't make sense as I say it. I was going to say, what, what if she was like going up there or something like that? And then he like really did her in all the way, you know, type of thing. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, now you, saying it, I'd be like, well, why would she do that? But but you think about it, though, is it, it's entirely possible because like, like Killian said, it's off screen. All we hear are right. her screams. And right. <laughs> again, Mary Lambert tugging at your heart. She, we have 
good gauge. I guess we'll see as we hear the slicing and the screaming. We don't know how long she could have been screaming right away, and then she could have ran after he she right. was initially cut. We really don't know. But then right. again, we don't know the total strength physically, spiritually that these, I guess you'd say, creatures have when they come back. So it's just right a suspense of disbelief, you know, just something like that, that in this type of film, you have to assume that maybe Gage can do that. Right. Well, he definitely has some strength to him because mm-hmm. when, when, when Lewis at the end, Lewis had, had a tough time, mm-hmm. you know, defending yeah, himself. Yeah. It's like, Dude, throw that motherfucker! <laughs> you know, like, what are you, you know, but uh, yeah, Punt him. okay. So, you know, <laughs> chuck that kid. All right, so Corey, <laughs> I'll throw it to you. Um, after all this is happening, and in 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 poor Rachel, and the way that Lewis found her, and it was just oh god, man. Yeah. I mean, that was just horrific, and and mm-hmm. and obviously we know. We we know what's going to happen, and it, it, God, that's man, not right there. It was, it was just tearing at me. What what were you thinking? You know, as as this is the end of the movie here, Coriander, when when he's just he's lost it. He's totally lost in the the influence of the cemetery. What were you, what were you thinking? Yeah, well, you know, when he starts digging up his son, that he's already gone. You know, he's. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're doing that. You're, and yeah, I mean when you find your wife and the state she's in and Judd and you got to do what you got to do and take care of that kid. I mean, and I have to tell you, he sounded so friggin' cute. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I I'm mean, play with you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's what, that's, that's what Beth was saying. She was saying big props uh, to little Miko. He was such an amazing little guy. He, yeah. I mean, honestly, to, yeah. To get that kid to do what he did at parts, like wow man that's it's incredible and yeah yeah, like i said it's 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 tragic the whole thing is just tragic and to see him you know to watch him doing it with to his wife it's like what are you doing look what you just did to your son you had to kill your son and now you're it's like i don't know yeah that's 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 when i knew you know it was it was all bets were off he's totally He's totally yep. gone. There's yep. no turning back. He he's not listening to any reason reasoning. Pascal is like yep. yelling at him, you know, no, yeah, yeah. you'll only yep. make it worse. And it's like this guy is totally gone. And I'm just thinking, yep. wow, that's the horror mm-hmm. to me. That's that's the, the big horror of it. I mean, everything Oof. else kind of worked its way in too. But yeah. man, yep. and, and poor Denise Crosby, man. I mean, you talk about <laughs> oh, she looks nasty. That goo coming like out of her that. eye. Yeah. And then don't like, like seeing her like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but not I only mean, that, but they're like swapping tongues and yeah. getting that yes. nasty shit in your he, mouth, and it's like, oh he, my god. He, he, he was he was off his rocker at that point. Yeah, yeah. No like, see, I talk was, about necromancy. I look at it differently <laughs> oh now because we're, we all know Lewis is insane by this time. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the house is, is is burning down behind him. He's got his dead wife in his hands. And we see Pascal yelling at him, you know, screaming no. And he's saying, mm-hmm. you know, I waited too long with Gage, you know, but she just died right. a little while ago. With these last times, a couple times I've watched it, I don't even think he sees Pascal. He's, I don't think he's talking to Pascal. He's talking to himself. He's 
psyching himself up to do this again. I don't even think Pascal, like he Pascal's there, but I don't think Lewis sees him because he's so mm. gone. And like Corey Andrews said, you know, you know, he's you know, <laughs> once he comes back and he's like shoving his tongue down her throat, like he sees his wife. He doesn't see the scooped yeah. out skull and eyeballs. He sees his yeah. wife. Like as you see, look at again with with Dale Midkiff. A lot of people talk bad about Dale Midkiff's acting in this, and you know what? It's take or leave in certain spots. I think, I think his physical acting is so good because you know we, we I mentioned you know that that the grin he has when he hits pay dirt. I guess we could say with the with with right. age. But look how happy he is when Rachel walks in, looking that yes. way. He doesn't care. He's playing solitaire, mm-hmm. and he just looks up and he, he's so all giddy. His hands start shaking. He jumps right up, and yeah, boom. He doesn't care. Good He's point. that far gone. Good love point. your life, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. And then she kills uh-huh. him. <laughs> yeah. I said it was the love of his life. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So, right. Yeah. Well, you know, originally they they weren't gonna they weren't gonna have that as part of the ending of the movie. Originally the ending of the movie was gonna be um, you know, he's playing solitaire in the kitchen and she walks into the kitchen and then it it, it cuts. Mm-hmm. And um I guess from what I understand the the uh, you know the studio heads thought it was a little little too tame and so they mm-hmm. wanted to to go a little bit beyond her just walking into the kitchen. And I got to admit man when I saw it as a kid and even now, I was like, wow, that's just, you know, the way it goes, you know, mm-hmm. and then embrace a kiss. You see her reach for the knife and then it, you know, it, as mm-hmm. she swings it, it cuts and you hear him yelling. And I'm like, wow. And what what adds damn. to that is, you know, she's, it, you know, her, she's missing the skin around her eye. You got the pus dripping down. What, she only says one word. She says, darling. Darling. In like this, yeah. like desirable voice after every, what she looks like. And that's just adds to this this final scene you know i think it's great yeah. i'm glad they didn't cut yeah. just a right when she walks in yeah yeah i agree i think yeah. it was it was better this way um although mary lambert thought that it was it, it, it was scarier that original way because it because it was just so ambiguous um you know i don't, I don't know it might, might have been interesting to see it that way but i i like the way it ended personally you know um Jason says, I think Pascal was the most intriguing uh, character, scary as hell at first, but ends up trying so hard to help the creeds. Very sympathetic, even from the grave. Sad that he was unsuccessful Mm -hmm. in the end. Yeah, you know, like when that trucker says, you know, hope everything works out for you. And she's like, uh, you know, I think it will. And and then he's like, I'm not, you know, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Frenzy says, uh, all fence jokes aside, this is top tier king and one of the scariest movies of my lifetime. Great show, guys. I'm glad I finally got to catch it live. Yes, we're glad you you got to catch it too, man. Absolutely. Very cool. Very cool. (laughs) Um, Ethel says, if only Dale had his hologram computer, Selma, she would have put a stop to this. (laughs) (laughs) Ethel, jeez. Beth says, Wonder how much therapy Ellie had to go through to process all this. Mm-hmm. Oh my I god! I can just imagine that's, that's... that poor girl. She I mean, and the fact and, that and, and she the... like had these visions of all this shit. It's like wow, right. man. She she had you know she had the sight. She was clairvoyant. Yeah, I, I yeah. think I think that was just King just having. He likes giving these kids whether it's the shining or just clairvoyance yep. or whatever. It he yep. likes that. And 
it's, you know, she was tortured with it. And then again, you know, what happened to her? She's back in Chicago with, with grandma and grandpa while grandpa, this all happened. Yeah. Thank God for that yeah. girl, though, that she missed all of it because, Jeez. yeah, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. Mm. But what a what a horrific story, man, of her family. Holy crap. It's crazy. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, man, I mean, this movie was, was amazing. It's still amazing. And um, yeah, I, I agree with Francie. I think that it's definitely, um, you know, one, one of the best uh, Stephen King, not only uh, one of his best works, but a great adaptation because, you know, even though some things were changed mm-hmm. um, for the movie, as always happens with everything, I think they made some good choices. You know, there were moments in this movie that were very, you know, kind of just under the surface and just kind of coming at you and you don't always expect it. And then boom, it's so dark. I mean, you're talking about, you know, people dying, kids dying, kids being brought back to life and Mm -hmm. and, and all these different things, kids killing people. And, and it was done in a way where it's with a family that you, you get comfortable with and you, you, you enjoy. And like you said early, uh, Eric, it just hits you so much harder, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, great movie. Eric, obviously, it's understandable why, why this is your favorite. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's, it's a great movie. Here's one question I want to throw before we end up. Sure. What do you think of the remake? Okay. Now, now you've been a part of our, our chats a lot. And, you know, me and Frenzy, yes. we're the type of people that are not against remakes. Because either, right. A, they can improve on something. Or if the remake sucks, you know, it could at least maybe introduce a, the original to a new generation that's never heard of it. I was right. so for this remake when I heard it was announced. I mm-hmm. was happy that it was going to be more like the book than the cast. And I, I was super happy. I went opening night. And even though there was some problems, I left the theater very, very happy. I was very pleased Good. with it. Um, well, I'll keep it short and sweet. I do think the acting improved with the the new Lewis and new Rachel. I Jason wish Clark. Were, yep, Jason Clark. I thought was fantastic in it. Yeah, he was. Um, I wish there was more Lewis and Judd because that was what that was the glue to the original. Um, right. But John Lithgow was great making Judd his own because he can't he can't be Fred Gwynn. Right, and I, my only problem is, is once I got the Blu-ray, and I saw all the deleted scenes, I was thinking to myself, why the hell did you delete them? Because you could have made the movie so <laughs> much better. Um, I didn't wow. mind the theatrical ending we got. Um, my friend calls it the Rob Zombie ending because it's definitely something he probably would have done, making them, you know, the one happy family type of thing. We'll leave it at that. But uh, does it hold a candle to the original? No. But I wasn't expecting it to. I I ended up still really, really enjoying it for what it was. Oh, there you go. Good, good. I was was just curious because, Mm -hmm. you know, I just wanted to get a sense of what what you thought of it. Cool. All right, guys. Well, we'll get ready to end it up there. Um, You guys in the chat, thank you uh, so much for hanging out with us. Definitely let us know uh, in the comment section uh, any particular thoughts on this great movie, any memories or any other um, tidbits that you want to throw out about Pet Cemetery? And before we leave, uh, I think Jason, Jason's got another comment 
I know I'm in the minority, but I thought the remake was solid, much better acting nearly across the board. There you go. Yeah. yeah so you're yeah. echoing, uh, you know, a lot of what Eric was saying too. And, and Killian. Cool, man. Cool. Well, guys, we will catch you guys later. Thank you so much for watching. Eric, thank you so much for hanging out with us. My pleasure. Um, yeah. I'm obviously, I'm obviously going to put uh, information uh, for where people can find you uh, in the description. Um, obviously, you and Francie, you guys have a great live show on, on, on Saturday nights. I love checking you guys out. And you guys just it. go all Right. Yeah, man, you guys go all, all over the place. It's always fun. It's always like a really down earth, just talking about stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and you guys have a great um, rapport with each other. It's always it's always entertaining. And that's that's, always. that's one last thing I want to say before we end this about this channel is I found out about this channel within like the last couple months. I think I honestly I found maybe it shared on Twitter is when you guys were talking James Cameron's Aliens. And mm -hmm. At that time, you know, we're all going the past 365 days has been tough on every single person around the yeah. world. And I was just, you know, shying away from the Internet for a lot of reasons, whatever. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a chance. Let's see what these guys have to say about aliens. And what I like, <laughs> like what you said about me and Frenzy is this, this is just down to earth friends BSing about movies, whether we agree or not. Like Jason goes to hell and Megan from part six and all that stuff aside. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, it's don't even go there night. Oh my God. <laughs> but what I, what I mean is it's all in fun. It's not this you know, right. fake rants or anything like that. We have fun disagreements. Yeah. And then like, like, like Killian said afterwards, you know, we'd go have a beer together or something like that. So I want to say congrats on six months. Um, <laughs> this is, this is a Thank channel you. I do look forward to at least twice a week. I'm always like, okay, Sundays and Mondays are usually my, my night watch my night watch nights. And uh <laughs> it's it's been a, a good two months for me and I want to say congrats on, on six months and keep going, dude. Oh thanks thank so you, much, man. man. We appreciate, appreciate that. It. Yeah. We we really do. Um because that's that's mm -hmm. what we try to do is just try to have fun with it. And um like I've always said to you, I mean we we talk a lot. Um and uh it's just so great to have people that enjoy it and have fun with it too and I mean, you've always been so supportive and, and always fun having the chat. And I'm so glad, like I said before, I'm so glad we finally got a chance to get you on here. You're always yeah. welcome. I hope, hope we can do it again. Of course. Um, right. you know, we should and, get the other it, half, your other half on with us. That's right. You get Frenzy yeah. on too, man. You guys uh, are great. So I will throw the offer out. I can't speak for him, but we'll see what we can <laughs> right. <laughs> all right cool but thank you so much on the well wishes uh you guys in the chat thank you so much ethel uh thank you for being here everyone else saying great stream thank you so much and beth thank you for being here again always great to see yeah. you she says so much fun great discussion by all um so we appreciate it so anyways for you guys uh leave us a comment a like share it with people you guys you guys know the routine you know how it goes so if you're watching this if you're listening to this you are the night watch Happy six months. Catch you guys later. That's it. That was a lot of fun, guys. It was my pleasure being a part of the stream.
Oh, thanks, man. Absolutely. Is oh, it like hey. over? <laughs> I like it. Hold, hold, hold on. I know. <laughs> yeah, for some reason it's kind of acting weird. Bonus <laughs> features. <laughs> yeah, right? more like bloopers. Oh my god. <laughs> Bonus but dog features. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> 